Welcome in for another edition of Just the Truth. Glad to have you join me as I broadcast from the PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition Studio to lose weight for the last time. Visit myphdweightloss.com. Here's what we're going to touch on today. Former President Trump had choice words for the Biden administration after three U.S. service members sadly were killed and at least 25 others injured in a drone attack on an outpost in the northeast Jordan area near the Syrian border over the weekend. Presidential hopeful and former South Carolina governor slash Trump UN ambassador Nikki Haley seemed to be challenging Trump and everyone who supports him in the Palmetto State, including the many in state government she has served with over the years. This was during a rally Saturday in Malden and again yesterday on NBC's Meet the Press. Working overtime, House Republicans unveiled articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas yesterday. And Donald Trump picked up an unlikely endorsement over the weekend. Snoop Dogg now says he has nothing but love for Donald Trump. Also, Hollywood is home to some of the world's biggest stars, which comes with some of the world's biggest homes. But soon Hollywood's elite may no longer be able to customize and upgrade their luxury residencies, at least until they address the lack of affordable housing. This is an interesting twist with the left turning on their own. You can join today's conversation on the Firm and Forward text line, 864-477-JOEY. That's 864-477-5639. Your voice messages are welcome. We'll air those within the show as time permits. And, of course, your emails. Keep them coming. Joey at joeyhudson.com. I told you we'd be back. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's Joey Hudson. Your story Mm -hmm. was powerful when you delivered it up at the General Assembly. People are still talking about your story. The CON has gone away in the state of South Carolina, and I want to personally thank you. I want to name it the Joey Hudson Bill, but, you know, they don't allow you to name put names on bills, (laughs) but I want to call it the Joey Hudson Bill because I I know that one's been near and dear to you for a number of years. That's how it's done. Let your voice be heard. And the truth shall set you free. Here's Joey Hudson. President Donald Trump had choice words for the Biden administration after three U.S. service members were killed and at least uh, 25 or more were injured in a drone attack on an outpost in northeast Jordan near the Syrian border yesterday. Trump wrote on Truth Social, the drone attack on a U.S. military installation in Jordan killing three American service members and wounding many more marks a horrible day for America. My most profound sympathies go to the families of the brave service members we have lost. He continued his first part of a three-part series by asking for all Americans to join with him in praying for those who were wounded and calling out President Biden and his administration. Trump continued, the brazen attack on the U.S. is yet another horrific and tragic consequence of Joe Biden's weakness and surrender. Three years ago, Iran was weak, broken, totally under control. Thanks to my maximum pressure policy, the Iranian regime could barely scrape $2 together to fund their terrorist proxies. Then Joe Biden came in, gave Iran billions of dollars, which the regime has used to spread bloodshed and carnage throughout the Middle East, he wrote. A senior U.S. defense official said in a statement that the injury toll could rise, and as of Late last night, it had climbed to at least 34 service members now. This included at least eight personnel whose injuries warranted an evacuation from Jordan to higher-level care, though they were believed to be in stable condition. 
Trump wrote, this attack would never have happened if I was president, not even a chance. Just like the Iranian-backed Hamas attack on Israel would never have happened. The war in Ukraine would never have happened. And we would right now have peace throughout the world. Instead, we're on the brink of World War III, he wrote again on his uh, social media site, Truth Social. In wake of the attack, Republicans condemn Joe Biden's perceived inaction so far. And some went even further, accusing the president of appeasing Iran. South Carolina U.S. Senator Tim Scott said in a statement, Enough is enough. The Biden administration's appeasement of Iran must end. It's time for clear and decision, decisive action, and Iran must be held accountable for the malign activities of its proxies. Representative Mike Rogers, Republican from Alabama, chair of the House Armed Service Committee, said in a statement as well, it's long past time for President Biden to finally hold the terrorist Iranian regime and their extremist proxies accountable for the attacks they have carried out against U.S. and coalition forces. Trump echoed the remarks of other Republicans saying the day was further proof a change needs to be made. Trump concluded his uh, remarks. This terrible day is yet more proof that we need an immediate return to peace through strength so that there will be no more chaos, no more destruction, and no more loss of precious American lives. Our country cannot survive with Joe Biden as commander in chief. The attack marked the first time that U.S. troops have been killed by enemy fire in the Middle East since the Israel-Hamas war began on October the 7th. Nikki Haley spoke to a crowded room of supporters at Malden High School over the weekend, saying that Donald Trump is unhinged. More on that uh, and what uh, our former governor had to say. Are you ready to lose that excess weight? Are you ready to get healthy? Is 2024 the year of health for you? If so, let me encourage you to write this number down. It's PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition, 864-252-4925. Give PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition a call today and set up your initial consultation and see if this program is right for you. Over three years ago now, I met Dr. Ashley Lucas and her great team at PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition. I was able to lose 30 pounds pretty quickly, and I've been able to keep it off for over three years now. I feel better. I can focus better. I've slept better. All these things are some of the byproducts of getting that excess weight off. And it'll work for you as well. Call them today. Set up that first appointment. Take the first step. 864-252-4925. You can find them online as well at myphdweightloss.com. Myphdweightloss.com. PhD Weight Loss Nutrition, the official partner of the Clemson Tiger. So Nikki Haley called Donald Trump unhinged, said he's too caught up in legal battles. He said, uh, she said, quote, he's not fighting for the American people. This was also the first time that Haley uh, appeared to offer a public opinion about South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster's endorsement of Donald Trump while talking about someone uh, ask her why McMaster, along with a long list of South Carolina elected officials, are standing with Trump rather than someone from the Palmetto State. She told a cheering crowd uh, that, uh, oh, I'm sorry, you're talking about the one that I ran for governor and defeated. Here's Nikki Haley. Someone asked me, why is the governor standing with Donald Trump? I said, oh, I'm sorry, the one that I defeated when I ran for governor? 
So then they asked, well, why, why is all the state house legislators? Why? And I'm sorry, I said, the ones that I made show their votes on the record, the ones that I made pass ethics reform where they had to disclose their income to all of you, the ones where I vetoed half a billion dollars worth of pet projects and earmarks, those, you can have them. Well, I'll let y'all deal with Tim Scott. I'm not going to say anything about that. Uh, Nikki Haley at Malden High School over the weekend. She's been calling on Americans to make a change, saying it's time for a new generation of leadership of which she is part of in her uh, early 50s. She uh, points out that Trump is 77 years old and President Biden is 81. Haley says her campaign has raised more than $3 million since the New Hampshire primary where she lost to Trump by 11 points. Haley was in the upstate, then moved on down to the low country uh, over the weekend. Also yesterday, Haley blasted reports that the Republican National Committee was rushing to declare former President Trump the party's presidential nominee after his wins in both Iowa and New Hampshire, saying that Trump can't bully his way through the nomination. Haley says it's up to the people. and She plans to stay in the race and give Americans a choice appearing on NBC's meet the press with Kristen Welker. Haley says it's not up to the RNC to make the decision. I mean, clearly not. If you're going to go and and basically tell the American people that you're going to go and decide who the nominee is after only two states have voted. I mean, 48 states out there. This is a democracy. The American people want to have their say in who is going to be their nominee. We need to give them that. I mean, you can't do that based on just two states. And not only that, it's 1,215 delegates to reach the nomination. Donald Trump has 32. I have 17. So let's let this play out. Let's do what we need to. I mean, we saw South Carolinians. We had 15 people last night in Greenville County. And I think that Americans want to be able to make this decision themselves. I don't think this is the place of the RNC to do it. I think that uh, Trump overstepped when he pushed them to do it. And I think that's why he's had to back down. And that was the right thing to do was to back down. And, and just do, do you have actual knowledge and awareness that he pushed the RNC to do that and then pulled back? I mean, we know exactly the people that pushed it are his people. And I know that during the debates, I mean, he was pushing Ronna McDaniel to stop the debates. He was calling her every other day. He's been pushing them um, to pay for his lawsuits and all of these other things. But at the end of the day, this is not about the RNC. This is about the American people. This is not about a, you know, a political party deciding who they want to be the nominee. You know, when I ran for governor, there were five candidates. I was far from the nominee. I was the one I, you know, I ran against a lieutenant governor, an attorney general, a congressman, and a state senator. They did the same thing to me then. I won then. I'm going to win now. Nikki Haley again on NBC. The the 1,500 people that she referenced was again the the rally that she had uh, in the Upstate over the weekend. And then in the next question, host Kristen Welker tried to press Haley on whether she has to win in her home state of South Carolina, because that's the big debate now. Haley seemed to have momentum going into Iowa, ended up uh, losing to both Trump and Ron DeSantis, finishing third. Ron DeSantis did the right thing, 
got out of the race before going to New Hampshire. Haley has uh, stayed in. She, too, uh, lost New Hampshire, a state that she had the governor of New Hampshire supporting her, endorsing her. At one point, even projecting that she would win New Hampshire. Well, we know how that turned out. At one point, she talked about, remember, she got in hot water when she said something to the effect that Iowans would make a mistake, New Hampshire would correct it, meaning she was going to win New Hampshire, which she didn't, and then that her sweet South Carolina would help finish it off with a victory in South Carolina. She's got a few weeks to work on the Palmetto State. She would not commit, though, when... Welker tried to press her on whether she has to win in South Carolina to continue her campaign. Many believe that the money's going to dry up. And if Trump wins as, 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 uh, with, with a demanding lead, like he's projected to that, it will be time for Nikki Haley to also step aside so that the party can coalesce around Trump. This, this is what Ronald McDaniel was speaking of last week when she suggested it was time to end the primary. It's interesting, though, and I want listen closely, as Welker tries her best to get an answer out of Haley in that, do you have to win your home state? Well, let's first talk about the people that he surrounded himself in South Carolina. Um, yes, he got the the endorsement of the governor, but that's the same governor that I defeated when I ran for governor. Yes, he got the endorsement of the political class in South Carolina, but that's the same group that I forced to have to show their votes on the record. It's the same group that I forced to pass ethics re- reform where they had to disclose their income. It's the same group where I vetoed half a billion dollars of pet projects that I didn't think to taxpayer dollars should go to. So there's no surprise there that the political elite are surrounding him there. He has become, Trump has become an insider. That's what it comes down to is he's more interested in satisfying the elected class than he is in satisfying the people. When it comes to South Carolina, look, we wanted to be strong. And I think you look, we started with 2% in Iowa. We ended up with 20%. We got to New Hampshire. We needed to do better than that. And we did. We got 43% of the vote. Now we're going into South Carolina. We need to be stronger than what we did in New Hampshire. And so that's certainly what we need to do. But it's not just that we need to be stronger, Kristen. Trump needs to be stronger. He's not getting the independent vote. He's not getting a segment of the Republicans. And so he's got some work to do as well. Uh, Let me just make sure we get an answer, though, Ambassador Haley, because this is your home state. You were governor in the state of South Carolina. Do you need to win your home state in order to stay in this race? Is it do or die? Yep. We're going to get an answer. I think I need to do better than I did in New Hampshire. So this is a building situation. But it's do you not need about to which win, state you get and which state you don't. Do you need to actually win? I think I, hear I need you to say you're, you need to do better. But do, don't you need to win your home state to show that you can win a state, win your home state, and really put some delegates on the map for yourself? Well, we've got 17 delegates. He's got 32. I'd say that's pretty good to start. What I do think I need to do is I need to show that I'm building momentum. I need to show that I'm stronger in South Carolina than New Hampshire. Does that have to be a win? I don't think that necessarily has to be a win, but it certainly has to be better than what I did in New Hampshire, and it certainly has to be close. And so that's what we're focusing on. If we win, great. If not, we've got to show that we're continuing to narrow that margin along the way. So I hear To give you- people in Super Tuesday states a reason to know that they can continue to see and, and have us fight on. 
She's not going to answer it, is she? Because she knows what's about to come. Now, she did say that it has to be close. So what is your definition of close? I'm going to throw this out to you. What do you think Nikki Haley has to do on February 24th when South Carolinians go to the polls? What does Nikki Haley need to do to stay in this race, to justify her continuing her campaign? Send me a quick text right now to the Furman Ford text line, 864-477-JOEY, 864-477-5639. What is that? When Haley says it has to be close, what is your definition of close? Is that 10 points, 5 points? How close does she need to be to Trump to justify her continuing on to Super Tuesday? Your comments are welcome. On the Furman Ford text line, 864-477-5639. 5639. If you want to email me, email me, joey at joeyhudson.com, joey at joeyhudson.com. Uh, Trump picked up a, an unlikely endorsement over the weekend. <laughs> uh, th- this is from, uh, let's see, who is uh, a, a tweet on X. Do you still call them tweets? Th- that's a little confusing, isn't it? So uh, it made sense when it was Twitter, when you tweeted on Twitter. But what do you do on X? What do you call what do you call a, a a post or is it still a tweet? So on uh on X, Colin Rugg says just in Snoop Dogg says he now has nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump. Wow. The comments came during an interview with the Times. Donald Trump question mark. He ain't done nothing wrong to me. He has done only great things for me, Snoop Dogg said. Snoop specifically pointed to how Trump pardoned the co-founder of his first label, Michael Harris. So I have nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump, he said. The statement is a complete 180 after Snoop Dogg made a music video in 2017 appearing to shoot Trump, according to uh, Colin Rugg and his, his post. Working overtime, House Republicans unveiled articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas last night. I'll give you the details of that first. You looking for a new vehicle? Looking for maybe a pre-owned vehicle that you can trust? Or maybe you just need service on your existing vehicle. Look no further than Furman Ford in Lawrence. It's never been more important, I think, than for us to support locally run businesses owned by the people who live right here in our upstate community. Furman Ford is one of those companies. When you call, when you email, when you stop by Furman Ford in Lawrence, you're very likely to see one of the Furman family, Jim Furman, Matthew Furman. Their name is on the sign because their name is on the line with every single transaction, whether it's a sale, whether it's service, whatever it is. The Furmans take great pride in the fact that they serve their community. They'll help you navigate some of the great deals they have on uh, their, their huge selection of pre-owned vehicles, of new vehicles. And what's even better, when you drive your new vehicle off the lot, you know that your money is staying right here and supporting the communities that we all love. Find them online at FermanFord.com. Again, that's FermanFord.com. The articles introduced by Representative Mark Green to remove Mayorkas from office accused Mayorkas of, quote, willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law and breach of public trust. Republicans allege in the first article of impeachment 
throughout his tenure as Secretary of Homeland Security. Alejandro Mayorkas has repeatedly violated laws enacted by Congress regarding immigration and border security. In large part, because of his unlawful conduct, millions of aliens have illegally entered the United States on an annual basis with many unlawful remaining in the United States. His refusal to obey the law is not only an offense against separation of powers in the Constitution, it also threatens our national security. They also allege in a second article of impeachment, Secretary Mayorkas knowingly made false statements to Congress that the border is, quote, secure, that the border is, quote, no less secure than it was previously, that the border is closed, and that DHS has operational control of the border. Green, who chairs the the House Homeland Security Committee, said these articles lay out a clear, compelling, and irrefutable case for Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas' impeachment. He has willfully and systematically refused to comply with immigration laws enacted by Congress. He has breached the public trust by knowingly making false statements to Congress and the American people and obstructing congressional oversight of his department. These facts are beyond dispute, and the results of his lawless behavior have been disastrous for our country. House Speaker Mike Johnson told fellow Republican lawmakers on Friday that he intends to hold a House-wide vote on whether to impeach Mayorkas as soon as possible. Johnson pointed out polling that showed illegal immigration as an increasingly urgent issue for American voters. And I got to say, I found that to be true last week as I, well, the last two weeks, actually, as I traveled Iowa for the caucuses, but again, New Hampshire, and, and probably more so in New Hampshire as I talked with people about their primary. I got to tell you, and I know I've I said this a couple times last week during uh, episodes of just the truth uh, while I was in New Hampshire. If you missed those, go back and, and listen, go, uh, go back and listen to some of the episodes, uh, while I was traveling around New Hampshire, the economy was a concern of theirs, but second to illegal immigration. And again, I remind you, New Hampshire is 1901 miles away from the border, but yet it's their, it was their biggest issue. I heard Complaints like illegals are taking away resources from our veterans. Illegals are taking away resources from our elderly. I had younger families. Uh, One lady literally almost cried as she told me how she's having a hard time providing for her family, a single mother, because illegals are taking away resources within the community that would normally benefit her. Johnson, uh, Speaker Johnson pointed out polling that showed uh, this, this is an urgent, urgent issue for Americans. He said, the facts show that President Biden and his Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas have willfully ignored and actively undermined our nation's immigration laws. Rather than accept accountability, President Biden is now trying to blame Congress for what he himself intentionally created. The Department of Homeland Security offered a response to the allegation yesterday, arguing that Republicans failed to present evidence that Mayorkas has committed any high crimes or misdemeanors. The DHS argues the GOP effort has been a cynical and hypocritical process that was predetermined from the start. This markup is just 
more of the same political games from House Homeland Security Committee Republicans. They don't want to fix the problems, they say. They want to campaign on it. That's why they have undermined efforts to achieve bipartisan solutions and ignored the facts. Legal scholars and experts, and even the Constitution itself, in their quest to baselessly impeach Secretary Mayorkas. This was from a, a DHS statement. Representative Benny Thompson, a a Democrat from Mississippi, he's the ranking member of the committee, also rejected Republicans' arguments. In his statement, he says, what is glaringly missing from these articles is any real charge or even a shred of evidence of high crimes or misdemeanors, the constitutional standard for impeachment. That should come as no surprise because Republican so-called investigation of Secretary Mayorkas has been a remarkably fact-free affair. They are abusing Congress' impeachment power, uh, Congress's impeachment power to appease their MAGA members, score political points, and deflect Americans' attention from their do-nothing Congress, he said. GOP push to remove Mayorkas comes after years of skyrocketing illegal immigration under Joe Biden that we have all witnessed. It's visibly changing the face of our country. On the Furman Ford text line, and boy, I got a lot of them over the weekend. Thank you for those texts. Can't can't read them all. I'm going to uh, read you a, a good sample here, though. Uh, and I, but I appreciate every single one of them. And I want you to know that I read every single one of them, uh, whether I have time to respond to them. I try to respond to all, but uh, had had a great response to the Furman Ford text line. Yours is always welcome. Eight six four four seven seven. Five six three nine. That's how your voice can be heard. Texter says, Joey, I don't want the RNC to cancel the primaries until the quitter gets embarrassed here in South Carolina. That way she'll know how much she's disliked. Another texture says, good morning from Easley. Now th- th- these are in response to uh, my episode last week where I asked about Nikki Haley remaining in the race. Texter, uh, again, good morning from Easley. I do believe it's the people's right to cast a vote in the primary, but looking at Trump's landslide wins in Iowa and New Hampshire, as well as the fact Haley didn't even bother to get on the Nevada state ballot. I forgot to talk with you about that. That, That's another topic we'll cover. Um, I don't believe there's a path forward for Haley. Trump represents the people while Haley represents a few in the donor class. If she wants to gain the people's support, she should pull out, endorse Trump, and use her big donor money to go after Biden and the corrupt Democrats. Thanks for the work you're doing, Joey. Have a great day. Thank you for your text. Fred writes, South Carolina voter. Future primaries would be comparative to a home baseball team, which has more runs, hitting in the bottom of the ninth. When you're beat, you're beat. To continue is a waste of time and money. Chris writes, good morning, Joey. In my personal opinion, I feel Nikki needs to suspend her campaign and get behind Trump. This country needs to unite and get Biden out of office. This country cannot survive four more years of this. Biden can't even talk straight, let alone run the country. Nikki couldn't run this state. How can she run the country in a crisis? Chuck says, good morning, Joey. I want an opportunity to vote in the Pennsylvania primary. Chuck's Chuck's one of my... uh, long-time listeners from Pennsylvania. And yes, I get that. Virginia says, as a South Carolina native and North Carolina resident, I have mixed feelings about the primaries. I understand people wanting the right to vote, 
maybe after South Carolina, Haley will drop out or lose the support she has. Coming together as a party in the 10 months left is critical. And you're right on that too. Joanne says, I live in Traveler's Rest and I want a South Carolina primary. I expect Nikki to lose South Carolina. Hopefully then she'll drop out of the race. Then uh, finally, Katrina says, uh, hi, Joey. I think the RNC shouldn't meddle in the primary process. By the way, I heard Nikki's clip from Fox after New Hampshire. She made a comment that they had already placed their ad buy for South Carolina as if that was reason for her to stay in the race. She also made a comment that they were hoarding money and staying in places like Hilton Garden to save money. She just can't keep her five heels out of her five inch heels out of her mouth. <laughs> I am starting to think she is a dope. Your comments are welcome as well. 864-477-5639 is the Furman Ford text line. Christy writes, I think the execution should be similar to the way the victim died eye for an eye. Now this is in response to story last week where on Friday, Alabama executed their first inmate in quite some time using uh, a, a, a nitrogen gas process that had never been done before. I ask you what you thought about that. Uh, a texter says, if these leftists want an execution method that is less painful, they need to stop blocking the prisons from getting the needed drugs to do so. Franklin says, shot to the head is fast and painless. Texter, if Biden wants to know who's to blame for the border crisis, he needs to look into the nearest mirror. Our text of encouragement today. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 40, 31. God bless. Thank you for that text. Yours is welcome as well on the Furman Ford text line, 864-477-JOEY. So here's the left at its best, except in this case, they're kind of eating their own here. Listen to this story. It's one of the country's most exclusive and expensive area codes. It's, It's the home of stars like Leonardo DiCaprio, Taylor Swift, But soon, Hollywood's elite may no longer be allowed to customize and upgrade their luxury residences, at least until they address the lack of affordable housing. That's according to Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Curtis Ken, who alleges that the city has failed to follow state laws requiring approval of a plan to build low- and middle-income housing. The ruling issued recently will temporarily suspend Beverly Hills ability to issue new building permits. That means no new swimming pools, no new kitchens, bathrooms, or gyms for the mansion owners of area code 90210. That's the famous zip code in, uh, in that area. Uh, the decision comes after a lawsuit was filed against the city of Beverly Hills uh, back in 2021 by the Affordable Housing Advocate Group, Californians for Home Ownership. It's a nonprofit sponsored by the California Association of Realtors. Uh, in a statement, they say the city of Beverly Hills is over two years late in developing a compliant housing element. We are optimistic that the penalties imposed by the court will get the city on the right track towards adopting a compliant housing element in early 2024. 
An attorney for Beverly Hills says the city will continue to issue permits pending an appeal of the judge's decision. Beverly Hills was required to submit a plan to their state capital for over 3,000 new affordable housing units, and it's yet to receive state approval, they say. The state of California has rejected four previous proposals, uh, they claim. The city has a long way to close the gap. Over the past eight years, Beverly Hills has only managed to add roughly 20 units. And this gets back to the debate of affordable housing, housing for low income, and forcing this to be done in an area where economically it may just not be possible. You know, we're hearing this argument in areas of of upstate South Carolina, western North Carolina. And you, you sometimes just can't force this on a certain area. Things change. We're seeing neighborhoods in our area that just a few years ago, you would not necessarily have wanted to own property. But because our, you know, downtown Greenville, for example, is growing tremendously and it's pushing the housing out to, to, to the suburbs. Some of those areas are becoming more and more uh, expensive. I mean, and we think about it. Beverly Hills has some of the most expensive property probably in the whole country. So you're not going to have developers who can make a profit. So they're not going to build a low income and affordable housing in a very high income area. It's just a fact of life. It's a fact of, re- of, of economics. Real estate professionals in the area warned that if this ruling goes into effect, it'll have a serious consequence on residents looking to make uh, big uh, alterations to their pricey homes. And it will hurt the overall real estate market because according to the, uh, a luxury real estate person there, uh, Paul Salazar, about 80% of people who buy homes in that area are planning to renovate them, spend sometimes millions of dollars. And if they can't get the permits to do that, they'll just stop buying in the area. According to Realtor.com, the median listing home price in Beverly Hills was $6 million in December of 2023. The median home sale was $3.5 million. So if that's the cost of property, of real estate in that area, how can you afford to build low-income affordable housing? Probably not going to happen. Well, we now know who's headed to the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs will have a chance to uh, defend their Super Bowl title from last season after defeating the Baltimore Ravens 17-10 in the uh, AFC Championship game yesterday. And in one of the most dramatic comebacks, maybe in the NFL history, the San Francisco 49ers are also headed to the Super Bowl after winning what was a thriller game in in the NFC Championship game defeating Detroit 34-31. to Now, this game didn't look like much at the first half. The Detroit Lions completely dominated the 49er team. Looked like they were headed to sure defeat. But the game wasn't over. Coming into the second half, a turnover on downs, a, a fluke deep ball completion. I mean, what, what a pass that was. It bounced off of one player, uh, and uh, 40, a 49er was able to, to, to grab it for the score. 
a fumble, and other mishaps that the Detroit Lions uh, uh, had. And soon, the 49ers were tied. They never looked back. It's one of the biggest second-half comebacks in NFL history. But who was going to the Super Bowl wasn't the biggest story of the day. With NFL romance taking the headlines, the action on the football field was sort of second, took second place. You're going to want to hear this. Stick around for just a minute. Portions of the day show brought to you by Discounted Appliance Warehouse. If you're looking for a new refrigerator, dishwasher, maybe a washer and dryer, you need to head over to Pickens and talk with my friends at Discounted Appliance Warehouse. You know, it's sometimes tough to figure out which appliance is right for you because we have so many options and you can't afford to buy the wrong one because they're so expensive. That's why I recommend shopping at discounted appliance warehouse. That's where I buy all of my appliances and have been for a number of years. Now they have an a plus better business bureau, nearly perfect reviews on Google and the team at discounted appliance warehouse. They have the knowledge to help you make the right purchase. They'll show you around their warehouse. It's about 11,000 square feet where they have at any given time about 1,500 appliances right there in stock ready to deliver to you. They have an award-winning service department, expert installation, extended warranties. They've got you covered well past the sale. Find them online at dawpickens.com, dawpickens.com. So what was the real story or, or the big headlines, almost more importantly than who won, the games yesterday, who who won their playoff games to proceed to the to the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift and her what is being called supportive girlfriend tour continued yesterday. She landed in Baltimore for the AFC championship game to watch her boyfriend, Kansas City Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey. They were playing the, the Ravens, of course. But her quote, climate indulgences tour was in full flight. According to Swift's jet tracking Reddit account, her uh, DeSalt Falcon 7X touched down at the Baltimore-Washington International Thurgood Marshall Airport less than 40 minutes after taking off from Morristown Airport in New Jersey. People literally are tracking <laughs> her, her plane, and they're upset that she took a 40-minute flight rather than driving, I guess. A- according to this, uh, this Reddit thread, the trip from New Jersey to Baltimore was only 164 miles, and her 40-minute flight used 1,589 pounds of jet fuel. It cost 1,328 for the fuel and produ- produced three tons of CO2 emissions, and that's what has everybody upset. Climate activists are standing on their heads because Swift's flights to NFL games have created 138 tons of emissions in the last three months as the pop star continues to be the world's most carbon-emitting celebrity, according to the New Daily. A representative for Swift told news outlets that she had purchased double the carbon credits required for her Eris tour before it kicked off back in March, which they say justifies her personal emissions. The representative said the excess credits means that Taylor could have 
accounted for more than enough to cover her latest romance springing up in the middle of her sellout tour with her trips to support Kelsey, upping her carbon emissions alongside her planned travels. I, I can't believe that you have to uh, justify your way of travel to these people. If I'm Taylor Swift, I'm going to tell them to get lost. If I if if I'm rich enough to have my own private plane, then I'm going to fly wherever I want to fly. I don't care about their carbon emissions. The Wall Street Journal editorial board argued that some of these offsets, you, you can buy these credits. Carbon offsets are used by airlines and other companies in order to meet environmental goals of reducing net carbon emissions. But the Wall Street Journal editorial board say that these offsets as what it terms as climate indulgences are just for show. They're a political creation that lets companies and countries and now celebrities virtue signal. The board wrote, if a manufacturer wants to claim it is reducing emissions, it can buy a credit rather than use less gas or coal power. Instead of flying commercial, Ms. Swift can buy credits to offset trips on her 40 million Dassault aircraft. Carbon offsets don't significantly reduce emissions, but they do promote the illusion that a net zero world is possible. In 2023, they say Swift's jet had an average flight time of only 80 minutes, and she created more than 1,194 times more carbon emissions than the average person, even taking a 36-minute flight from Missouri to Nashville, according to the Reddit account. Now, again, do you care? I can't believe that that we have this conversation. Do you care that Taylor Swift has created 1,194 times more carbon emissions than you have? I don't care. Do you? Again, if she can afford a $40 million jet, which obviously she can, let her use it. I mean, you've got some some of the world's leading climate activist doing the same thing. I mean, John, John Kerry, he, you know, he was the, the guru, the Biden guru on, on, on climate change. And he flies around on a private jet, been called out for it a few times. So, so when the, uh, when the wall street journal editorial board says that she's basically calls her a hypocrite, why not take a look at some of the others, these rich people. And look, if I were that rich and I had a jet, I'd be on it too. Whether it's 30 minutes, 40 minutes, or eight hours, I don't care. If you can afford to take it for a little short hop, do it. Swift's representative told TMZ at the time that Taylor's jet is loaned out regularly to other individuals to attribute most or all of these trips to her blatantly incorrect. Again, why are you defending who's using it? Whether you're on it yourself or you've loaned it to a friend or a family member, doesn't matter. They go on to say that in 2022, Swift was named the world's most polluting celebrity by Yard, a sustainability marketing agency, because of her carbon emissions. But she's done little to repair her bad reputation in 2023 and 2024. I, I suggest probably because she doesn't care. And look, I'm I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I honestly, I, I don't know her music. I'm, I, I know that that this latest world tour has sold out. But I don't know that I could even, if, if you played me two or three songs and didn't tell me who was singing them, I don't know that I would know that it was a Taylor Swift 
song. According to the story, uh, her total flight emissions for 2022 totaled 8,240 metric tons, which is 1,185 times more than the average person's total annual emissions, according to the report. Taylor, again, I don't know your music. I'm not a Swifty, but hey, if you want to fly in your jet, you got you have my blessings. Just get in it and fly wherever you want to go. That's it for today's Just the Truth. Hey, I'd love to get your comments on that as well. Send me a, a quick note on the Furman Ford text line. Appreciate you joining me in the PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition Studio. To lose weight for the last time, visit myphdweightloss.com. If you haven't joined our mailing list, what are you waiting for? Go to joeyhudson.com. Click on the Connect with Joey button so that you can receive our emails with most up-to-date news. Also, find me on YouTube. Just search for Joey Hudson. You know, Peg and I were having dinner with some uh, dear friends on Friday, and they were talking about YouTube. A lot of people are using YouTube these days to uh, research about anything they want, to, to, to watch things. It's amazing what you can find on YouTube. That's why I think it's important to be on there myself. So uh, help me build my YouTube channel. Go to just when you're, when you're on YouTube, just type in my name. You'll see it come up. Click on it, subscribe, and all, and turn on notifications so that uh, when I post something new, uh, you'll be notified. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. Keep those comments coming on the Furman Ford text line, 864-477-JOEY. Your email's too, joey at joeyhudson.com. Until tomorrow, remember, folks, God's got this. He's still in control. <laughs>